Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of RoboCast by RoboLoco, your go-to source for all things first and robotics. We are FRC Team 5338, also known as RoboLoco, based at the Academies of Loudoun in Leesburg, Virginia. On RoboCast, we discuss anything and everything STEM-related with other first teams and STEM professionals. Listen in for FRC tips and tricks, experiences in STEM, the world of robotics, and more. I'm Natalie. I'm Malia. And I'm Sophia. And we're all a part of GACO Team 1629, and we are from Garrett County, Maryland. And our team name is GACO, but it's short for Garrett Coalition. We started 19 years ago, so this is our 19th season. That's a very long time. Yeah, this is our 10th year, so. And so for introductions from our end, my name's Nisha, and I'm the business lead for RoboLoco. And I'm Anya, and I'm the president of RoboLoco for this season. Yeah, we're glad to be here with you guys today. Yeah, we're really excited you guys could come on our podcast. Yeah, I know we were talking about this for a long time, like since last season, so I'm glad it's finally happening. So first question was, what does access to STEM opportunities look like growing up in a rural area like Accident? And how did you find your passion for STEM and FRC? Right. So at our target age group, um, which is like third to fifth graders, there are very few opportunities for STEM education at the elementary level. In fact, a lot of children don't learn about binary numbers, which we teach in fourth grade until their first computer science class in high school. Our team works with school administrations in our region, and we work to integrate STEM education into every third through fifth grade classroom we could reach. We've also mentored over 20 FLL teams in our region to even more efficiently promote STEM education. And passions, I first found my passion for STEM and FRC in third grade. A group of GACA Robotics students came into my elementary school classroom and built those our top spinners with me. And this was an eye-opening moment because my sister was on an FLL team that was being mentored. And so I just knew when I was older that this was what I wanted to do. Nice. I know that having those kind of outreach events and also older sibling connections usually helps out in finding out about programs like this. Yeah. So our team, like we're able to go into every third, fourth and fifth grade classroom in our county and other school systems that we can get into. So that's like a good way that we make connections with other rural counties because like we're such a small area. So if we can connect within our school system, it's really efficient for us. Yeah, that's really cool. I know our high school system has 18 high schools and like more elementary and middle school. So like we try to reach out as much as possible, but it's really hard to have that like one-to-one connection. Yeah, that's crazy because we only have like two high schools and they're both pretty small compared to like other high schools in our area, like in Maryland even. So that's crazy. You guys have like 18 high schools. That's cool though that you guys were able to win chairmans with making a really big impact in that small area that you guys have. And we just try to connect with other areas that are similar to ours. Not that we don't have opportunities in where we live, but if we were in a more populated area, sometimes there's more opportunities just because there's more people. Yeah, we do a lot of our outreach through the Academies of Loudoun, which is where we build our robot and everything in their makerspace. And so at that school, they have other clubs like the Computer Science Honor Society, and they'll have events that they do that they want us to volunteer at and kind of drive our robot around and teach kids about robotics because we're the school's robotics team. 
yeah, we're really in a good situation where we get to be located at a school where it is a STEM-focused magnet school. So everyone coming there already has interests in engineering and programming. And then that's a really big point for us to try to obviously use engineering and programming in when we're building and programming our robot, but also introduce all these people, these STEM-oriented people, to business and creative sides of FIRST that really provide a more interdisciplinary team at our school. Would you guys say you do that at your school too? Yeah, so we work like directly with obviously like our elementary students, and then we carry that on into the middle school where we work with our computer science classes and we help them with like FTC robots. And then in the high school is where we work. It's called our computer science pathway. So there's like different pathways that you can choose to lead you into hopefully a career related to it. So in our computer science pathway, they learn about like binary encoding using blocks similar to like scratch blocks. So a good way to use that type of coding is with the FLL robots. So after an FLL season, we donate our boards and some robots like with the mission field, and then they can use their robots in the mission field to learn how to code. And that's actually like the final assessment in the classroom. So it's a good way to work directly with the school system. That's really nice. Like, I know that the mission models usually don't get used after an FLL season by most teams because by that point they're outdated. So giving them to like the school system is definitely really helpful in making sure that like other people also get to use it, even if they're not competing. And so we've heard that a lot of your outreach is like with your school system to promote like more STEM education. So what are some of the examples of the outreach you've done in the past, especially in terms of STEM education? So we're really a vision-driven team, and we value making a difference in education. So we are very privileged to go around and teach our Waypoint lessons in and around our communities. Yes, our vision is to have every third, fourth, and fifth grade student STEM ready by the time they leave elementary school. So to do this, we have three different lessons. They're called our Waypoint lessons. And we call them our waypoint lessons because if like you ever get lost in your STEM journey, you can come back to this waypoint and like recenter yourself. So our third grade lesson, we teach all about like multiplication and how gears multiply themselves. In our fourth grade lesson, we teach about binary numbers. And in our fifth grade lesson, we teach about the Fibonacci number sequence. And there's so much research research out there that shows that students have to develop these STEM like basics like multiplication, proportionality, spatial reasoning, and like computational thinking skills. So our goal is to make sure they've like developed those. Not saying that our schools don't do a good job of that, but we're just like double checking to make sure they can do all those things before they leave. Because if they leave the fifth grade without developing these skills, the window in their brain kind of closes and they're a lot harder to gain these skills after they're at a certain age. That's really cool. I was just wondering, like, how did you guys figure out which waypoint lessons to give to, like, each different grade level? Like, what was, like, the decision process behind that? So it's mainly based on, like, the curriculum because these fit directly with, like, the curriculums that our school systems follow. So in third grade, they're learning about multiplication. So we need to just think of something that really showed, like, how multiplication can come to life for those students. And then the same with all the other ones, just kind of seeing what they're learning and a way to make sure they've like learned it. And just it's a way to make sure 
they can see math and science come to life like right before their eyes. So do your team members directly go to the elementary schools and teach them? Yes, our students on the team all go into our third, fourth, and fifth grade classrooms, and they actually teach the lessons. Our mentors are there. We are the primary teachers for those lessons. Another thing that has really helped us like make sure we can, because we have to take field trips, which our board of education is really good about letting us like get out of school to go help our elementary schools, but we have developed an internship program. So seniors in high school, if they've like finished all their credits and they can organize their schedule so they have free periods or they can take online classes, they can do this internship, which I'm actually currently in right now in my spring semester. So we can work directly with our mentor all day or for a few periods of the day to teach these lessons, to get things prepared for the lessons and different things like that. So that's been super beneficial to our team. And tomorrow we're all going to uh, elementary school about an hour away from here in West Virginia, the ni- a neighboring state, to teach these lessons to third and fourth graders. That's a really cool idea. I really like it. And the internship program, too. I think that's really unique because then you can also get like other people like outside of your team involved in sharing STEM and providing those opportunities, like as you said, beyond where you live yeah it's really nice and it's like a win-win because like the students get to experience what it's like to work directly with like elementary students to see if like education could be like a pathway of theirs and it's just like get you prepared for a STEM field as well I just think it's really cool that you have all these kinds of like hands-on opportunities to give students on your team for so what led you guys like beyond curriculum and making sure that kids develop these skills by a certain age to choose STEM education as your primary focus So our team was founded by educators and is currently led by educators. So we believe that education can change the world. So all of our activities are hands-on to get the kids more engaged and make learning more fun for them. Do you guys think that the biggest gap in STEM education is as of right now? Currently, I feel like students aren't being educated early enough in the STEM fields. And so when they grow up and get to high school, it's almost too intimidating field to pursue. So like at my high school, I'm currently in the last couple classes of my computer science pathway. And there's only six people in the whole class. Oh, wow. Only six. Yeah. So we really believe that access to STEM education is important. And that's why we're trying to fill in the gap in elementary school by helping teachers and administrators see more interest in STEM education. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, getting introduced to it at a young age, at least you know that that's an option, something that you could be interested in, that you could high school and college and beyond that. But if you never really get introduced to it, then, like, later on in high school, I feel like when people are taking AP computer science and all of these courses and they seem to know a lot more than you do it could be really intimidating to kind of get in the field at that point yeah I totally agree with that and I know like we've also been trying to adopt that concept of like starting kids young because it's just so much better to again as you said help develop those skills and get introduced to the field and I know one of the things that we've done is host book parties for preschoolers where we wrote an engineering themed book and also like show them our robots so that they can learn about basic concepts like the differences between gears and motors. 
So in your opinion, what do you think is your favorite outreach event or resources that you've created to spread STEM? My favorite is definitely teaching our third grade top spinner lesson. It's just so rewarding and fun to see like the kids faces light up when they're like, oh my gosh, that's like how a gear multiplies itself. And then not only that, but they get to keep a toy that they get to like go home and show their siblings. And we don't just do this in the classroom, however, like we'll be at Chick-fil-A traveling because where we live, we have to travel a lot to other areas. So like we're traveling downstate a lot and we'll be like going to Chick-fil-A to eat. And there's always like kids at Chick-fil-A. So we'll just like pull out a top spinner lesson and do it with like any eighth, I mean, eight-year-old that we see. And it's just so fun to like, they're like not something they would expect to do at their like casual lunch at Chick-fil-A, but we were able to like make a big impact on them. Yeah, I was just going to say, I remember me and Naisha, we like got to see top spinner lesson in action at Worlds last year one of your team members gave us a demo of it and it was really really cool to see like even even as like a, like a 12th grader in high school like it's still cool I bet imagine like as a kid I would have loved that so another thing that we did it's honestly my favorite actually built it's a big trebuchet so what we did back in October and kind of leading into the school year we built a trebuchet and we did pumpkin launching so our kind of robot sub team built a trebuchet that could launch pumpkins over 200 feet. So, you know, naturally kids love to see things flying through the air. So, but then like being able to like explain the math behind it, like how like the weight like weighs more. So then like we'll throw it, but like we originally made it as like a pumpkin chucker for like one of our fall festivals, but we're like, it's always like a season for STEM, but it's not always a season for pumpkins. So we had to like come up with alternatives to launch other than the pumpkins so like we were launching like game pieces at one point like the big tennis balls from last season so that's another fun thing to do with students what would you say your like outreach event that kind of defines you like something you do everywhere would you say it's the top spinner outreach thing yeah definitely our top spinners or fourth grade lesson it's like our magic trick those are definitely the two like they're like our go-tos and we have them with us wherever we go is that kind of what you highlighted in your chairman's or impact awards like essay and presentation? Yes, but then also no. Like we also really just focus on our vision because it's kind of like our team's niche. Like that's like what we're all about is STEM ready kids. Mm-hmm. And we also just like we're so passionate about what we do. Like what we do, we all love it. Like we get so excited whenever Chuck's like we connected with another school or like we'll meet people at like conferences and we're like, Chuck, guess what? Chuck's our main mentor. And we'll be like, guess what? Like we met these people and like, they want us to come to their school. So just like, just always trying to do different STEM activities with students is what we always want to do. So that's kind of what we highlighted and just kind of like everything we do. Going off of that last season, you guys won the impact award at world. So congratulations. What was that journey like and how did it feel to get there? So thank you guys for the congratulations. And This journey, it wasn't just like about last year, like this took years of work, like our top spinners, they've been around almost as long as our team has been around. And all of our previous teams, they had to work really hard. We've had dedication and passion for years. So lots of buildup for sure. But the three of us that went into the chairman's room last year, we just had like so much passion for what like we wanted, like with STEM ready kids. And being in Houston, Texas, like it was really cool just like because that was 22 hour drive for one of our mentors and then the rest of us flew down so just getting to travel as a team was really fun 
making more connections at the world level was amazing. But so our flight home was booked at eight o'clock and the wards were at five o'clock. So that's not like a great time there. So we were super rushed. We're all sitting there and our mentor was like, we have to leave by 530 at the latest. Well, the chairman's Dean came and came out to announce like the chairman's award at like 530. We're all sitting here like, oh my gosh, like we're not going to make our flight. So after they like announced it, we like ran down onto the field and Dean came in like trying to talk to us. And we're like, we have to go, Dean. Like, we're like, we're going to miss our flight. And he just kind of laughed at us. He's like, you're leaving. And we're like, yeah. (laughs) He's like, I'll fly you home. And we're like, it's okay. And then we just like ran out of there. And then we're like running through the streets of Houston to get back to our hotel to our car to get to the flight and we made our flight it was like we're the very last people on there but that was just like an amazing memory in itself but winning the chairman's award was just like I don't even know how to explain it like it just like all happened so fast and it's like kind of something you can't put words into because it was like didn't expect it it was just kind of like unimaginable but then it happened and it still doesn't feel real to this day at some time that's crazy and like Dean Kamen saying he'd fly you home. Like, I feel like that's a very Dean Kamen thing to do. We just kind of like all laughed and we like ran because we're like, we're going to miss our flight. So that was just like a very Gacko thing. Like, (laughs) So what do you think was the key thing that helped you stand out from other teams and grow last season overall and in terms of chairmans? We're students teaching students and teachers and we allow encourage other teams to use our waypoint lessons to go around. Um, and teach um, in their school systems but mainly we're super passionate about what we do and we love STEM and we just want to promote that to others and get others to love STEM as well. And since you guys are a Hall of Fame team now what would you say what advice would you kind of give to younger teams who are starting to focus on non-technical endeavors or focusing more on outreach and what advice would you give specifically on the chairman's award or the impact award? I would definitely say like use what you're given because every team is special and they have their own different things. Like we're from a rural community. So basically we need to find and connect with other people who are similar to us and just use what you're given because you're the only one given those special things. So make your team stand out for what you guys have. So don't necessarily follow like all the other teams that have won chairmans or don't follow other teams in your area. Do what makes you you. And but most importantly, I would say have a vision. A vision is going to drive you and keep you on like a path. Could do so many other things, but they wouldn't focus on our vision. Like they wanted to donate toys to people like that. Yes, that's something really, really good to do. It doesn't go along with our vision and our vision is kind of like what we're all about. So Just establish something that makes you you and something that guides you into the right direction. And what are some major challenges that you guys have faced throughout the years and how did you overcome them? So we've been fortunate enough to not have to face huge challenges. However, our area is very rural. We are kind of isolated from everywhere else that is looking to give us opportunities. Our Board of Ed helps us out a lot with that. It's like when we travel, we have to travel hours outside of our county And we kind of have to take field trips because we can't just go and then come back after school. So we do field trips. We try to work it out if we can do it virtually or plan along like our calendar for school and go on half days or days we have off of school and other systems do not. 
we get all of these opportunities, we never want to say no. So we always try to make it work. Yeah, that's really good. I know we faced some challenges in the past with getting approval for some outreach events that are during the school day and we have to drive far and like we're not really allowed to drive ourselves when it's a RoboLoco event. It has to be from like the academies of Loudoun, which is where we build a robot and everything. It kind of has to be their own transportation so that LCPS, our county is responsible. We have to give up some outreach events because of that. But overall, yeah, we're also really grateful for the department and the board for allowing us to have that transportation so we can go to outreach events. And that's definitely something like we understand too, because like we've had issues with transportation, but our board of ed, they are so good to us. They actually, because like we used to rent cars and we had a new policy where we weren't allowed to rent cars. So our board of ed actually found us a suburban and we call it the Gacko Mobile now. So that's kind of how we get transported around. So that's really, really nice to have the support from our board of ed to do things like that. Yeah, that's great. Do you guys have like a time frame that you have to tell your administration before an outreach event so that they can make sure you guys can go like get approval for it? Yeah, we just have to like follow all their policies, which our mentors typically take care of that stuff for us. And then we do the actual outreach. So that's like a great role for like our mentors to take care of because times like we're not allowed to do that stuff ourselves being students. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then kind of wrapping up, do you guys have any future plans after this season for continuing the spread of STEM in schools? Do you guys have any future plans after this season for continuing the spread of STEM schools? Yes, we, as we plan to continue bringing our STEM waypoint lessons to schools all throughout the Appalachian region and reinforcing STEM activities in our community. Mm -hmm. And we recently got another ARC grant. So we're planning to use that $50,000 to reinforce STEM and spread STEM education throughout the Appalachian region. That's amazing. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, kind of, because we are at the start of, like, a new season. Are you guys planning on expanding any kinds of, like, existing outreach initiatives, maybe launching new stuff? Like, kind of, what's, like, the plan for this season for you guys? So this season, like, it was kind of like, what's next? Like, what happens now? But we are continuing with, like, everything we've always done. Reaching more schools is our goal. Just, like, because our region that, like, we want to focus on is the Appalachian region, like, the mountain chain, because they are very similar to us. So just reaching more schools in those areas, continuing with community events, and just reaching more and more people, and then also finding more partnerships and finding other teams that can work with us. Like, I know we have other teams that use our lessons. And like, if you guys want to use these lessons, like we would love for you guys to use these lessons. We don't keep them. We definitely want to share them because if you guys do them, then that just leads to more STEM ready kids. That'd be great for some future outreach events that we might do. We could totally bring those in and use them. That'd be great if you could send those to us. Do you guys have anything to ask us? We look forward to meeting you. Um, One of our competitions, we're with you guys. I think it's our second one in Maryland. Because you guys aren't at Blacksburg, right? No. No. We're going to Bethesda and Timonium. Okay. See you guys at Timonium. Come find us. Um, 
we'll be there and we can bring, we'll bring some top spinners and, you know, like go through the whole lesson with all of you, because we met some of you guys last year at Houston and um, the girls had a great time meeting up and talking, but we can do it like, you know, with more people that are interested if, if you want. Yeah, sure. That'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm honestly still surprised you guys are driving down to Blacksburg. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> it was not our first choice. No, trust they, us. They, they, yeah, they, that's far. They they sent us there. there. It is a long drive. And then the kids will be getting back so late Sunday and school Monday morning. It's because they'll be back. Oh, so late. So late. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> not our choice. Yeah. No. But like, we're used to the drives and. A funny thing is, like, we went to Georgia, was that two years ago? Yes, it was yeah. right before COVID. Yeah, right before COVID. It was February. We drove down to Georgia. Me and my sister, she used to be on the team. And then our mentor and my dad went with us, actually. We drove to Georgia, which was, like, a 12-hour drive, I think. <laughs> and then we were there. We stayed all night. And then we came back, like, the next morning. They did uh, yeah, we did. lessons yeah. for a day at a school and came home. Yeah. That was crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And like with only like one night turnaround also. Like. Yeah, it was a long, long drives, but it was worth it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> For sure. No, I'm not meeting Lori. <laughs> I can talk about him. He's my husband. <laughs> Yeah, I know for us, we were like debating on whether to fly or drive down to Houston. And then eventually our mentors were like, okay, like we're just going to fly. It's like way too long to drive. Yeah, that's kind of the same boat we were in. Mm-hmm. So it's like 22 hours to drive there, which we have, we'll have a, we have a mentor drive down last year. He brought a robot. So we were super thankful for that. And then we have a mentor driving down again this year with our robot. So nice. we're flying. Yeah, I'm flying. Flying. Yeah, for us, we were, like, super shocked we even, like, qualified to Worlds because we were, like, waiting on the Engineering Inspiration Award. And then right after that, we were, like, oh, my God, like, what do we do with the robot? And then one of the teams really kindly, like, gave us, let us share their crate with them. So we had to ship our robot that day, and it was it was rough. And we raised around 25 k for the trip in, like, two yeah. weeks. So it was, yeah, that's yeah. The kids know already that they can travel, so yeah. we can go ahead and make plans. That's the uh, the big advantage to this this year for us. Yeah, yeah, because I know for us, like the turnaround was like it was like districts, and then it was spring break for our county, mm-hmm. and then it was like straight to straight to worlds. So we were just like our whole team was spending all of spring break like trying to fundraise and trying to get people to like help us get to Houston like I remember just being like on travel with my family like constantly refreshing our slack to like see updates about our fundraiser and stuff like that we also missed a bunch of school in a row like yeah right after for worlds are you guys excited to go down again this year yeah last year like our whole team didn't go only six kids went it was our chairman's team and then our drive teams it was five seniors and then I was the only junior that got to go because I was in chairman's so it's gonna be really exciting to have the whole team there this year yeah we had everyone like our whole team go last year and it was really good because everyone got to experience it but it was also like super hard to handle like 40 team members in a hotel in Houston and then getting everyone out and on time to the center and then getting everyone back 
So yeah, it was, it was tough, but I'm glad we were able to take everyone because that was like the second time we qualified in team history. So yeah, that's, I'm really glad you guys all got to go. Hopefully you're there this uh, April in Houston with us. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. (laughs) Well, it was nice meeting you girls. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having us. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for coming on. So glad we finally made this happen. Also, like, this is not for the... I have a really random, random question. But Natalie, are you a part of, like, the Women in STEM scholarship thing? Yeah, are you? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's next week right yeah yeah next yeah next tuesday oh that's so exciting are you a senior this year or a junior yeah i'm a senior oh that's so cool i didn't know like anybody that was going to it and i was like it's gonna be exciting that's 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 really exciting yeah because i saw like your name last time we had like the zoom calls like oh that looks familiar and then i went back to like the sign up sheet i was like yeah oh my god oh no i'm so glad you said that i'm glad that i'll know somebody now yeah same because i was like oh it's gonna be so awkward (laughs) we'll definitely find each other Yeah, definitely. Well, good luck to you with that, too. Thank you. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you hopefully at Timonium. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you.